guest of ours today, all of our worship is here in your program, and then um, we do have child care down the hall if that's a need. Remember, there's no audience here today but God. We're all on stage. It's a good frame to think about as we begin, and we do begin by being honest and, and real with God in our confession, and so I invite you to stand. We remember our baptism and our entrance into the church in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. God of all mercy and consolation, come to the aid of your people, turning us from our sin to live for you alone. Give us the power of your Holy Spirit that, attentive to your word, we may confess our sins, receive your forgiveness, and grow into the fullness of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another as we proclaim Kyrie, Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy.
Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. Creator God, you prepare a new way in the wilderness, and your grace waters our desert. Open our hearts to be transformed by the new thing you are doing, that our lives may proclaim the extravagance of your love given to all through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated. And I invite our young people forward to the children's message.
Amen. Right? Thank you. Go back to your oh, kids' work. If you're going to kids' work, we have a stay back there. according to St. John, the 12th chapter. Six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, the home of Lazarus, whom he has raised from the dead. There they gave a dinner for him. Martha served, and Lazarus was one of those at the table with him. Mary took a pound of costly perfume made of pure nard, anointed Jesus' feet, and wiped them with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance of perfume. But Judas Iscariot, one of his disciples, the one who was about to betray him, said, why was this perfume not sold for 300 denarii and the money given to the poor? He said this not because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. He kept the common purse and used to steal what was put into it. 
Jesus said, leave her alone. She bought it so that she might keep it for the day of my burial. You will always have the poor with you, but you do not always have me. The Gospel of our Lord. A couple of Sundays ago, I was driving to church with the radio on and I heard a story about church attendance. A new poll has come out and people who, when asked their religious preference, what it is, and who list none as their preference has now reached an all-time high. Apparently those nuns, as you may have heard them called, now number about 25% of the population. There are the same number of Catholics, the same number of evangelical Protestants, and so they asked, why have these nuns grown so much? The radio program said many who now say they have no religion are former mainline Protestants like Lutherans and Episcopalians. Okay, that threw me into a bit of an existential crisis that has been lasting for several weeks. Lutherans are now leaving the church in droves. I had heard this, but maybe I'd hoped they were at least leaving for new life or some other church, but for none. So what is this none we are competing with, if you will? Is it sports? Is it hiking? Is it just the one day you can sleep in? Is it going out for breakfast or getting some chores done around the house? My existential crisis continued because I started to think, well, how can we compete with that? I mean, we've had to choose sports over church a number of times. You can be benched in sports, but if you're benched, or should I say pewed here, <laughs> that's where you're supposed to sit. I have trouble getting chores done. There are times when I would rather go biking or hiking than be here. I get it. We are competing as one choice among many, and we are starting to lose more often than we win. And then today we read a sensual, smelly, even kind of embarrassing story of a woman, Mary, who throws herself at Jesus' feet in devotion, devotion causing her fellow disciples to say, what the heck is she doing? And Jesus holds her up as a model disciple. And it got me thinking, other than my children, what would I throw my whole life away for? Mary's gift to Jesus exceeds extravagance. She pours out a pound of perfume, a pound. Most bottles are a half an ounce. But she has spent the yearly income of a day laborer on a gift she literally, as Elizabeth said, grossly pours out on someone's stinky feet. And she kind of exceeds good taste. Scholars don't agree about whether the fact that she wiped his feet with her hair was erotic, despite Dan Brown writing the Da Vinci Code saying it was for sure. But whether or not it was, it was definitely an intimate act. The fragrance of her perfume filled the house. The gentle touch of her hair likely felt wonderful on Jesus' tired feet. Anyone who would have seen, and seen it would have seen an expression of deep love that no one could find ordinary or would be able to ignore. Have you ever seen anything like this? Maybe you've been to a concert and someone was dancing so freely it was like nobody else was there. Or a couple embracing after a long separation and you start to go, get a room? <laughs> I mean, Judas has to respond and he has a point. She is wasting that perfume. It could have fed all kinds of poor people. And I wonder if Judas's piety didn't really allow for that kind of love, for losing yourself, for wasting on Jesus. Maybe it's a bit what like going to church seems like to the nuns. Why would you go to church when you could be out hiking in the Olympic mountains? 
Why would you take your kids to Sunday school when they can't put that on their college resume? They need to be in sports. They need to do homework. They need one day to sleep in so they can handle their busy week. Church is wasted time, really. And you know, Jesus is actually pretty gentle with Judas considering he's about to betray him. He says, Judas, I'm only here for a little longer. If you follow me, believe me, you will always be around poor people because I love poor people. And you will always have opportunities to help. But I'm here now and Mary is the better disciple than you because she sees why I'm here. She's anointing me for my death. I subscribe to some weekly emails called Tech Talk Tuesdays, um, and it's about kids and technology. And about a month or two ago, the physician who writes them was talking about the lost art of talking to people you don't know. She said it's really important to make our kids do this because they don't really know how important it is for life. And as an aside, I have to say, what better place than here to give children an opportunity to talk to someone they don't know. Bring them up to one of our older ladies. Have them ask her how she's doing. It's just a great idea, I think. And I'm digressing, but this article went on to cite a big study that looked at people's happiness as related to the small talk they make with people they don't know. The cashier, the person next to you on the airplane, in line at the DMV, on the bus, and the study found that when people were asked if they think that if they talk to strangers more often, it would make them happier, almost everybody said, oh no, that will not work. I will not be happier if I talk to strangers more often. A lot of us probably agree with that. Have you ever hid your face in a book or the phone when you're on an airplane so you don't have to talk to someone the whole ride? Or avoided looking at someone in the grocery store so you can hurry and get home? My husband has a colleague who goes to Disneyland periodically and a favorite thing that he does is chat people up when he's in line waiting for the rides. He loves meeting new people, finding out where they're from. He recently went, had not been there for a while, and when he got back, he said, I did not have one conversation with anybody in a line at Disneyland. Can you guess why? Every single person, right, young to old, was staring at their phone. Likely it was the Disney app to see where the shorter lines were. <laughs> but he was very bummed. And get this, it's probably because the study has found that people who make small talk with strangers are actually happier than those who don't, by a lot. It made me think of Mary and Judas and wasting time. We had that app on our phone when we went to Disneyland. It made a big difference for waiting in line. It was the smart way to travel. Just like Judas said giving the money that perfume would have cost would have been smarter if it was used to feed the hungry. Just like staying home to get chores done so you're not stressed out all week might be the smarter way to spend a Sunday morning. But Mary, she was extravagant and excessive because she wasn't thinking about the smart thing. She was thinking about Jesus and her love for him and what he was about to do. Or Judas, her flagrant, or should I say fragrant abundance, was offensive. But over and over and over again, the love Jesus shows us is offensive in its abundance too. We heard the story of the prodigal son last week whose dad saw that rascal coming home after spending all his money and threw him a party. It's extravagant like Jesus turning water into wine, or like Jesus marching into Jerusalem next week on Palm Sunday to cheers and hosannas only to turn his face to the cross where he will forgive the criminal hanging next to him, the soldiers mocking him, where he will forgive you for anything you've done. The fragrant perfume Mary pours out is a stark contrast to the stinking tomb of her brother Lazarus, who Jesus had just raised. 
or to a dying Jesus who is getting anointed. The two don't seem to go together, yet for John, it is precisely in Jesus dying that he draws all people to himself. In John, Jesus tells his followers, and that includes every one of you, that after he's gone, we'll continue to love him by loving each other. That might include talking to strangers. That does include caring for the poor. And that includes coming here even though it doesn't make sense and might not always be your first choice. But when you love someone, it pours out and you just can't help it. Well, my existential crisis isn't totally solved and maybe it never will be. And when I look to Mary and what she did, it doesn't make sense. It was a silly act on her part, really, and maybe coming here doesn't make sense to the world either. My family and I have um, sponsored a student in Tanzania for several years, and her name is Pendo. And I have some friends and my mother-in-law who met her. They're part of this same organization when they have traveled there. And they said it is, she's a young woman that just seems to have the spirit in her. About a year ago, my daughter, when she was in the throes of an existential sixth grade crisis, wrote Pendo a letter. She shared with her her worries and dreams, and she said Pendo was her role model. And just a week ago, she got a letter back. Now, this young woman has lost both of her parents. She's made it through high school, which is an amazing accomplishment, but not without huge sacrifices and perils. Her bright smile is beautiful. She wants to be a dentist. She does, has started this group for helping other young girls less fortunate than her. I can imagine her reading my daughter's worries and I don't know, maybe getting a chuckle. <laughs> But Ingrid said, I can share what she wrote back. So Pendo said this. With me, when I face the hard time, I always pray and sometimes sing the inspirational songs until I recover. I also read some Bible verses, Psalms. From there, I get courage and move on. I wish you could do the same whenever you face hard time. Let's love God. That was what she said, let's love God. I love that, isn't that what Mary was doing? Losing herself in loving God and at the bottom of it all, isn't that why we come here too? Not because we have to, but because where else would we be other than drawn into the presence of Jesus through each other, through a simple meal, through singing the songs, through talking to people we might not know. We are living the dream Jesus has for you, his church. And when Jesus is right here among us, how can we not stop and put ourselves in his presence? Amen.
we respond to the word and confess our faith. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven. Pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Loving God, in a world where there is so much hate and division, tragedy and loss, it seems to some foolish to be here, to worship you, to gather with brothers and sisters. And yet we come and we call others because we recognize that you are our hope and the hope of the world and that we are made to love and care for one another. And so, like Mary, we give you our lavish praise and thanks. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayers. Christ, our peace. Change and fear of change is sweeping through so many countries, including Algeria, Venezuela, Canada, the UK, Ukraine, Afghanistan, Japan, and even here at home. Authoritarian rulers, in-groups and out-groups, and divisions among people rule the day. Help us to turn to you as we give aid as we pray, and as we remind ourselves again and again that all of these are your beloved children, your good creation. Lord, in your mercy. Amen. Holy Spirit, live within our hearts and our homes, our workplaces and our schools, bringing your healing and your joy. Let us be light and leaven that your love may grow. Answer the deepest prayers of our hearts that we may follow your will in every aspect of our lives. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Gracious God, we bring before you Ethel May as she has surgery this upcoming Monday. God, we pray for Betty Coster in the death of her sister. Hold her in your care and the whole family. We pray for Norm Kunkel as he continues in hospice care. For Dave Hagen as he recovers from pneumonia. For Sherry Dungeon, whose brother Bob was just taken off life support. And brother Tim, whose cancer has now returned. Hold her and her family in your care. God, we pray for Gary and Dave and Gail, Jim, Ron, Kathy, and Carol, all as they battle and journey with cancer. And we pray for their healing and wholeness. God, we pray for our deployed and military support and their families, Patrick, Eric, Megan, Jared, Andrew, and David. For all on our continued prayer list, we hold before you and now those that we bring to you um, in this moment. Lord, in your mercy, God, we give thanks for the safe return of our Israel pilgrims, and so we give thanks for a powerful and great experience and journey there, so we give thanks and pray for all those as they return to their everyday lives, and we pray that your spirit will bless them. Lord, in your mercy. Gracious God, we come now to your table where you make us all one. You bring us your forgiveness, the good news, in a tangible way. And so we pray indeed that you will um, come to us in this meal as we get ready next Sunday to begin Holy Week. And we pray all this trusting in your mercy through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you all. And also Please share that peace with those around you.
As you finish up with the piece, I'll remind you to pass those friendship pads down the aisle. It's great to see you in worship today. If you're a guest of ours, that's a great place for you to give us some information so we can thank you for worshiping with us. So, a few community gathering announcements. You know those donuts in between services? If you want them, you need to sign up. <laughs> Kathleen can no longer help out as she will soon have soldiers, shoulder surgery. She won't be able to, it's not a donut related injury. Um, but she, she won't be able to do that anymore. So if we don't have the science, we just don't have the donuts. So that's up to you. Um, it's not a fundraiser, by the way. It just breaks even. So that's, that's helpful for you to know. Um, we are accepting wrapped candy for the Easter egg hunt for Easter Sunday. So um, if you can help out with that, that's great. Azalea donations to beautify the sanctuary on Easter. Um, now's the time. The envelopes in the Arthex. Please um, respond and do that as soon as possible. Um, we really are in need of uh, Lutheran World Relief hygiene kits. Uh, much, is, much needed and very easy to do when you are out shopping low-cost items to help kids learn to give from their allowance. That's a great um, way that you can even help your own kids in your household help out. The list of those things are usually in the, the beacon there. Um, so if you want another opportunity to serve, if you want to help out with the youth summer servant trip, um, you can help out with the Easter sunrise, or not Easter sunrise, but the, the Easter breakfast all Easter morning, and there are recipes and boxes and things you can take in the narthex there. So please, uh, this is a community event, so if you can help out with the Easter breakfast, um, please do that there in the narthex. We do need some ushers for 9.30 and 11 a.m. services on Easter. Sign-ups in the fellowship hall, okay, so afterwards when we have our sacred grounds, Reminder to that after the services of coffee and fellowship time, um, I encourage you to, to, if you can help out with those ushering duties on the 9.30 and 11 a.m. service on Easter. Um, so yes, next Sunday, Palm Sunday, at the beginning of Holy Week. So um, don't forget we have one more Wednesday evening, Lenten, Golden Evening Prayer, Soup Supper. Um, we're going to be looking at living in the shadow of the cross and what that hope for our community world. We've got our um, uh, wonderful items from our previous weeks there by the cross. All right, with that, are there any guests that would like to be introduced today? You can introduce yourself if you come or if you come with someone, if you're comfortable with that, that's great. We love to have that. Anybody over here? How about over here? Okay, all right. Well, then let's um, continue um, with our offering.
God our provider. You have not fed us alone, but the words of grace and life. Bless us in these your gifts, which we receive from your bounty. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right, our duty and our joy, that we should at all times and in all places give thanks and praise to you, almighty and merciful God, through our Savior, Jesus Christ. You call your people to lavishly pour out their love for you, to cleanse their hearts and prepare with joy for the Paschal Feast that renewed in the gift of baptism, we may come to the fullness of your grace. And so with all the choirs of angels, with the church on earth, and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Again, after supper, he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this in remembrance of me. And let us pray as our Lord has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Lord Jesus, reveal yourself to us in the breaking of this bread, as you once revealed yourself to your disciples. The gifts of God are ready for the people of God. You may be seated.
God of abundance, with this bread of life and cup of salvation, you have united us with Christ, making us one with all your people. Now send us forth in the power of your spirit that we may proclaim your redeeming love to the world and continue forever in the risen life of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine on you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen.